Hey folks, be sure to stay after the credits for a fun post-credit sequence where we talk about Michelle and Obama. All right, on with the show. Do any of you know what it is like not being thought of as attractive? I can't believe you ever believe that. Drew is the kind of shit you buy into, okay? That's a clip from Spike Lee's 1991 seminal film about interracial relationships, particularly between black men and white women, Jungle Fever. This is from perhaps the most memorable scene from that film, when all the sisters are gathered around in the living room, airing their frustrations and grievances at black men getting together with white women. In this segment, the dark-skinned sister played by Pamela Tyson shares her experience. I was always the darkest one in my class, and I know you know what I'm talking about. All the guys ran after the light-skinned girls with long, straight hair, and that left me out. And it's that same kind of thinking that leaves us out when it comes to white women. Mm -hmm. Now, back in the day, brothers would get sisters that look like you, Drew, and you, Vera, you know? But now, light skin ain't even good enough. Today, brothers are going for the gusto. I mean, the real McCoy. That's why Flipper's gone. White girls got it made. There's probably no topic in the black community fraught with as much anxiousness, pain, trauma, anger, venom, and sometimes even levity as that of black men dating white women. Particularly when it comes to media. And for good reason. Ever since the days of D.W. Griffith's racist KKK propaganda film, The Birth of a Nation, showed the dark-skinned Mandingo Slave, who were played by white men in blackface, ironically, going after that pristine white princess, the depiction of black men and white women in both media and in the entertainment and business world has been fraught with controversy. At the core of the debate is the issue of how black women feel deserted, disrespected, and disavowed by so many black men. It's a pain that runs deep. This year marks the 35th anniversary of Robert Townsend's hilarious satire about black stereotypes in movies and television, Hollywood Shuffle. Robert does a brilliant job satirizing this dynamic at the beginning of what's my favorite segment of the film, Black Acting School. The scene starts with three escaped slaves running from dogs. The man is named Mandingo and is played by Grand L. Bush. You might remember him as the black FBI agent from Die Hard. Alongside him are two women slaves, each proclaiming their love. Mandingo. I love you. I love you too, Bessie. Willie May. Then a white Southern Belle shows up. She too expresses her love for him. And, well, you can guess who he goes for. But, Miss Ann, what about your kinfolk? Mandingo runs away with the white woman, leaving the two slaves reaching out for his help to get up and over the ditch, but he's too busy running away with Massa's wife. The scene is both hilarious and sad. Sad because in that one short clip, it perfectly encapsulates so much of how black women feel. Now, you knew we were bound to address this topic on this show at some point, and today we address it head on. Welcome to Dungeons & Durags episode 20. It's a nice day for a white wedding. It's a nice day to start again. Oh. 
Well, yeah. what are we talking about today, Ron? Well, Jay Ellis got married. He did. A few days ago. And I, well, I knew because that that tweet that you posted. What did the tweet say again? It was pretty funny. <laughs> oh my god, it was so terrible, but it, it was so true. Black Twitter. Black Twitter. What was the tweet that you Twitter. shared? Do you remember? Yes, it was. Here's what Black Twitter thinks about Jay Ellis's wedding. Um, I didn't see that. I did. I put it on our Slack. I did. That's oh, what started this whole conversation. Got you. Right, right, right. Hold on, I'll I'll tell you. It's so wrong. Okay, so it says, wait, Black Twitter to Jay Ellis today. It was the Boondocks. That's right. Who's married to a white woman? <gasps> That's it. What's my man? Who's the first uh, Batman? Um, Adam West. Adam West. Adam West. Adam West is the voice. He says white. Lisa <laughs> <laughs> sent me that too. She's like, I was like, oh, she's like white. All right, so all right, so I have a theory. Uh, do you think people would would have cared as much if he married if his married an ugly white woman? Yes. Yeah. Really. And I think you. Well, how, wait a minute. On. I have a I have a question. Define ugly. Do I really need to explain it? How do I How do I know what an ugly white woman is? Uh, one of Walter Frey's brides. <laughs> Who? Walter Frey. We were just talking about uh, Game of Thrones. Walter Frey. He was the one who did the red wedding because Rob was supposed to marry one of his daughters. Dude, you're going real know. nerdy. One of Walter Frey. nerdy, dude. Okay, we're going to take that question off the table. Yeah. Let's just say we all agree on the definition of ugly. Okay. And he married an ugly white woman. Would the reaction be the same? Answer, yes. I don't think so. It would. Why do you say that? The whole response is entirely because the woman was not black. It doesn't matter what. But here's the thing. Uh, No, wait a minute. Let okay. me finish. Okay. Does not matter what, where this person landed on the spectrum of not black. Mm -hmm. It was not black. Now, I think a valid question would be if she was non-white but not black. I think there would have been potentially a different reaction. Potentially. All right. Here's two things. Okay. One, regarding the question of what she looks like i agree with you to an extent i think the fact that she's gorgeous adds to the insult and adds to the response well first of all we need to address the fact that you think it's an insult we'll get to that though hold on to that question and do we have to metaphorically, agree? metaphorically and, we, and now do we have to agree on everyone's definition of gorgeous <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly. I, I will i will all things being equal if you want to ask me I'm the definition teasing. of gorgeous I'm then kidding, i will give I'm it yes, yeah, but here, but here's, that's, that's here's what i'm thinking one of the issues with you know a successful black man having a white wife is the idea that you know when he gets up in the world it's that status symbol i do not think a woman who's not considered attractive in today's society is considered a status symbol regardless. I'm not it's saying more than that, though. You're, you're, that is one part of it. 
The status symbol part of it is only one part of the issue. The sheer fact that somebody's white is a status symbol. What? Well, talk closer to your mind, That part. JD. That part. Listen to him. Preach, J.D. <laughs> in the eyes of many, just the fact, the mere fact that she's white is a status talk symbol. Talk closer to your mind, The mere fact that she's white is a status is symbol. Is a status symbol, yes. And, mm-hmm. and, mm-hmm. you don't need to be successful to have a mindset I want to just preface this by saying I'm not speaking about jails right now. Right. You don't have to be at a certain level of your finances or your career or whatever Mm -hmm. to be of a mindset that a white woman is a desirable thing of things that you want to have in your life. But do as a black man. Right. But do you know any successful black man who has a white woman on his arm where the white woman is not attractive? Clarence Thomas. <laughs> That's a good point. Although you could probably argue back. I mean, there were. Listen, if you give me a moment, I could drum up some others. Back in the day, they would have said, oh, she's cute. Right. Exactly. For and or even back they would have said, I get it. They would have said, I get it. Yeah. Oh, I get uh-huh, it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Right. He's a judge. You know, he hangs out at the country club. She had right. her little blonde hair yep. and her flip yeah. 80s style and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question is, um, and I did, a, I did a TikTok about this today where I talked about him getting married. And I said, like, if it was me, like, no one would question. Like, that's my brand in a sense. For better they or for would worse. question you. <laughs> Dude, you're they would question you. Yes, they Absolutely. They would be mad and you, they would question you. You think if one day when this actually what, goes places, people are going to question you. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. So prepare yourself, brother. Here's the thing. If I was a known personality with the way that I am now, right? I don't doubt that there would be some side eyes, side eyes, but I do think like the fact that Jay Ellis was on Insecure and was on such a black show. Well, that's a whole part. That's a whole. No, no, but I'm saying like through line of this discussion, right? But I part right. But I almost think it's particularly the show he was on. Right. I think that's why he's getting as much blowback as he's getting. Absolutely. So I just think like I I think there's a question for you. Did you Hold, ever remember get that any question? Side remember eye? that question. Hold on that question. Okay. I'm okay. just saying. Go ahead. Go I ahead. just think I'm the kind of person like because there's this Carlton esque aspect about me, like people be like, no one would be surprised if Ron Dawson had has it comes out with a white wife. Like there may still be side eyes, but there wouldn't be the kind of response because I would have already. Well, because you're not known. I'm Are saying you, if I was known, but I was still the kind of person. Okay, let me ask you a question. Yeah. When you were broke and you didn't know how you're going to pay your rent and support your family and stuff, and you were married to who you were married to, mm-hmm. are you going to tell me you walked around outside and you never got any side eye? I, I did get side eye. Well, like when we totally. first started. Totally. Yes. We, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not denying that I wouldn't get side eye. or that I, I'm not denying that I would get side eye. I mean, it would have been amplified if you were famous. 
but you weren't. That's the only reason why people weren't pounding down Blurred Runner <laughs> uh, right. thing on Twitter because nobody knew who the fuck you were. But if right. you were, then you would have been pounded down. Or you'd have been like that Clarence Thomas dude. And be, oh, I get it. He's on Fox. He's a Fox commentator. Mm-hmm. He does weddings. He shoots weddings and he's on Fox. And he's Uber. And he's evangelical. I get it. All right. That's, that's kind of the point I'm making. Like, they would have seen some aspect of my life at the time and say, oh, okay, I get it. Versus yeah. someone like Jay Ellis, who was on such a show. The second thing is, he's been dating this woman for a while. Like, they had a kid. A long time. Yeah. They so, were dating before, I think they were dating, I could have this wrong, but I think they might have been dating before he was on the show. I thought so. I yeah. thought he, I think they, they met in 2015, is what I read. Yeah. Yeah. And they had their daughter in 2019. Oh, right. wow, wow. Yeah. They got kids? I don't know that. Yeah, they have a, they kid. Have a daughter. Okay. They were going to elope. Girl. So sweet. They were going to elope, but then the pandemic hit. Yeah. And yeah. so, like, is this news then? Like, why are people responding the way they are if, for like, he's been dating this woman for years? It's just black years? Twitter, dude. It's just people no, being I mean, no, it's people more than stupid. that. It's more than that. It's it is black Twitter for sure, but it's more than that. He married a white woman. <laughs> it's like that's black Twitter, dude. Well, that's it's straight. funny. Okay, so I don't want to. I don't want to spend too much time on this part, but okay. but JD and I are one degree of separation from Jay Ellis because we know people who know him. Sure. And so, and so know him personally. We know people who were actually very close to him at the wedding. Present, present for the wedding. We were at the so, white wedding. White wedding. <laughs> Gonna be a. White so wedding. That, uh, I lost my train of thought. What did we say before, right before that? Um, because of the show. You're saying was, we know people were one. He had eloped. Um, oh yeah, the elope and the whatever, and he knew her before and right. all that stuff. And they had they had a daughter and all of those things. So, I think all of that is relevant. Like he, he was in this relationship before mm-hmm. the show became what it became. Right. Um, oh, I know what my train of thought was. Mm-hmm. There is specific context to, you know, their journey of their relationship and how they met and their love and all of those things that I think are relevant to the conversation. But, if there's like, you know, maybe give it a large number of people. Maybe there's 500 people in the whole world mm-hmm. <laughs> who know the full context of the journey of their relationship to put it in context of like now it's on Twitter and now it's like this Twitter right. phenomenon. And, you know, you can't really... It's uh, it's I think it's supremely unfortunate for them because I don't know these people. I can't speak on it. I mean, hope, you know, God bless them. I hope they live forever and are married forever and all the things. And, you know, what little bit I can glean from what I've read and what I know by happenstance is that, you know, this is not some like thing that people try and put on it. Right, but if unless you're in that group of five hundred people, you have you don't have that context. All right. you see is Jay Ellis from Insecure, and Top Gun Maverick, and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, what was his character name in Insecure? 
And it's Lawrence. Oh, uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, yes. Lawrence. All you see is Lawrence got married to a white lady. That's all you know. That's all you know. He dumped Issa. He's an actor. <laughs> a year later, he dumped Issa. He's this black dude who's an actor <laughs> right. who was on Insecure, which was so black. Right. And now he's married to a white lady. That's all but you even know. Even on Insecure, remember there was that one episode where you got two of them at the same time. I know, but they were both black, weren't they? No, they were white. No, it was white girls. It was, oh, it was the... Uh, oh, yeah. But it so was like LA he was just, like it was kind of, and even that, it was kind of like, that was kind of a diss to white women. It was like, oh, like, oh, he's just, he's fucking around and he's having a threesome and he's doing it with th- two white girls. Right. And that was also the season where he was like sowing his mm-hmm. oats after being out mm-hmm. of it. I mean, he was with a different woman right. every week, all that kind of stuff. Right. Right. Um, I mean, I would argue that that was a specific choice where he's having a threesome and it weren't, it wasn't two black girls. I don't know that that was the case, but no, and I, and I, the, I and took note story. of that. Actually. Well, also to support him, there's a whole Mandingo fetish of white women. So you right. can't, sure. I mean, mm-hmm. I don't want to just put it all on him. It's like, uh, our, our and that's how that FD episode Signifier played out. Has a great, yeah. FD Signifier has a great thing breaking down about uh, black male masculinity. He just came out the video a week ago, yeah, and he he gets he digs all up into that, amongst other things, a lot of topics. But that's one of the the topics he brings up in in black machismo or, sure, sure, sexuality. Yeah, and that episode was was particularly about that, like the two women came on to him, and they specifically, Mm -hmm. right, exactly. That's right. That's right. Um, Yeah. Here's a question I have. so is the ire that black women have when they see black men with non-black women like is it the same as it used to be is is it is it any less than like back in the 80s or the 90s something that i have realized and i have recognized this because i am as a creative Mm. grappling with my relationship with white women and am doing so in a particular creative endeavor. Right. Realizing that I cannot speak for all black women, but I can speak for myself. And, uh, what I would say is something that I have recognized is that I have, you use the word ire, Mm. which I want to Mm -hmm. call that out. What I've come to recognize is that I have a deep sense of hurt. Mm. I have a deep sense of hurt with black men and I have a deep sense of hurt with white women. Mm -hmm. In this particular issue, uh, this topic, the hurt is with black men specifically. It's not about white women at all. Uh, The, my hurt with white women is in a different context. Is it politics? But is it politics? No, it's just about... Mm. I personally feel that, as a black woman in particular, that I am abandoned by women, and I am abandoned white women, mm-hmm. particularly, and I feel also abandoned by black men in certain contexts. Mm-hmm. Because... And I, and that abandonment feels like you do not see my, you do not see my plight in your own experience. Mm. 
So like when you have something happen to you that is gender based or race based, but then when in, and that is a problem for you, but then when I suffer it, but it's not within the framework of what you suffered. So like if I suffer a gender based thing and a black man does not recognize that, even though he suffers the same thing when it comes to race or when a white woman does not recognize that I'm suffering because of my blackness, even though she has similar things because of her gender, it feels like abandonment Mm -hmm. to me. So white women, that white women abandonment in this particular topic is not relevant to this discussion, but you use the word ire for me personally, it's a hurt to see And I just want to say, like, I'm a proponent of people, you love who you love. It's not, you know, I do question people's motivations and various things. And, but I also want to say, you know, the, the most important person in my life experience is my husband who has a white mother and is a product of a white woman and a black man having a relationship. So thank God for that. Uh, so there's that, but, um, and me being fully open to those relationships, I have to be perfectly honest that when I am confronted just, just on the surface of seeing a black man with a white woman, it's hurtful for me because for me as a black woman, it is a tacit rejection of me and who I am. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what's. I could be wrong, but I think that's at the root of the response and the reaction to the marriage, especially because of, again, coming back to the, the, the series that he was on that was so black. And finally we had the show that was so black and it was, you know, uh, set in a very black neighborhood and all about black people. And, and it, did, it was it, it so authentic, in an authentic way. so authentic, yeah. unapologetically black, blah, blah, you know, it was about this black couple. <laughs> and so when people saw Lawrence married to a white man, a white woman, a married white man would have been a whole different thing. <laughs> a white woman. It was like, Oh my God. Like, so I think it was, people will respond with ire, but I say, I believe that a lot of times anger comes from hurt feelings. Mm-hmm. No, that's for sure. I learned that in therapy or count marriage counseling. Yeah. And therapy. Yeah. Anger, uh, hurt. Pain like even with this, even me knowing what I know, mm-hmm. the visceral reaction of seeing those pictures for me, mm-hmm. being perfectly honest is hurtful mm. because I'm like, <laughs> so I always find that's it not a reflection of me. I don't right. see me in that woman that he's married to. And so but, that means I'm not good. It's so stupid. This is not what it means at all. Mm-hmm. But this is what my, you know, psyche Your says. Brain I'm not it. good enough for him. I'm not somebody he that he would find desirable enough to choose or see or whatever and make his bride that he's, you know, and the whole wedding stuff and the getting married, you know, we put all this stuff on getting married and all the extra stuff, especially for women. It's overrated. It's just like a whole thing is so sad. 
But do you feel like that despite the fact that you're already taken? You have a good man. Like Yes. Yes, I do. So why do you, why is that? I've always wondered like why do black women who have good black men why do they respond the same way? Because we're we're still placing our self-worth and how desirable we are to men mm-hmm. because we're conditioned that way. Mm-hmm. What is our ultimate self-worth? Would right, a but- would this amazing guy who's on this amazing show, who's attractive that everybody wants and has money and can travel the world and get married in Italy and blah blah blah. So my 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 little brain is thinking if he'd come across me in a bar or whatever when I was that age of his age or whatever and he was looking and he saw me, he wouldn't have cho- he wouldn't have chosen me. And so that is a ding on my self-esteem. Here's a question. Why do you go to the fact to thinking he wouldn't choose you? Because he chose why were there no black women in the bar where he met this woman? Were there no black women that he was getting introduced to during that time frame that he was that he ended well, up going out with her? Okay. Why did he end up with her? Were there no black women? Did he drive past all the five guys and the Starbucks and the <laughs> whatever? Ron? That's an allusion to my book for those listening. Yes, exactly. So to give you some context, one of the core premises of my book is that I have these supernatural encounters with various black pop culture icons. And to each one, I confess a different black quote-unquote sin. You know, some sin I've committed against the black community. I use these chapters as a way of exploring what does it mean to be black in America. In the Viola Davis chapter, which is chapter 10, I confess that I've never seriously dated a black woman. It was a very special chapter for me to write because I knew that, one, I wouldn't want the Viola Davis character, who was representing black women, to come across as hurt, disappointed, or sad that Ron Dawson has never dated a black woman. As she says in the book, do you think there are any black women out here who cares whether or not Ron Dawson has ever dated a black woman? At the same time, I didn't want her character letting me off the hook, so to speak. I wanted to strike a balance that felt unique and authentic. I had a number of black women read the chapter to offer feedback, including Yolanda, and I apparently hit it out of the park because it remains her favorite chapter in the book. Anyway, at one point in this chapter, while questioning why I never dated a black woman, Viola uses a metaphor about Starbucks and Five Guys to make an enlightening point. I'll leave it at that so as not to spoil it. Okay, back to the conversation. When I re-entered the dating world, one of the lessons I took from that chapter of the book, and this is a chapter where I talk about how I dated so many non-black women in the past. I never not dated black women, but I primarily dated non-black women. I was married you, to a white woman you, for 17 years. You're not years, black blah, blah, blah. a lot. You're not black enough. But... <laughs> Stop it. What did you, you, what did you say? He said, you not blacked a lot. <laughs> yes. That's, that's like your fa- it's like your guys' favorite term. Hey, FD broke it down. That was hilarious. Okay. So, <laughs> FD, let me ask. What do you think is more egregious for a black man not to know? The term online. Crabs in a barrel. Oh, shit. See? Why? Right. But I didn't know what online meant till I got to college. Okay. At, okay. at, a, at a college with a lot of fratern- black fraternities. Right, right, right. Crabs in a barrel means that you you had to not black a lot growing <laughs> <Right>. up. <laughs> when we make merch, that has to be one of the t-shirts. I know. <laughs> not black. Not blacked. A lot. Yeah, a not lot. blacked a lot. Um, dot, dot, dot. 
a lot. But here's the th- here's the thing. As I said in the book, I never, I was never not attracted to black women. I just never went out of my way to find them, which was my mistake. Like that's the mistake I did. It wasn't. Whereas there are some black men who are legitimately, they don't, you know, they don't fuck with black women. Um, so when but I read, did you need to go out of your way? That's actually been a question I have for your book. Like that, the one thing you know, my that Viola chapter is my favorite chapter. Yeah, but it's one of my favorite. The yeah. one question I have had about that chapter is, why would you have had to have gone all the way out of your way? Like because there were probably when I, plenty of black women, and and I will cop to the fact that there may have been black women within your sphere or circle who weren't checking for you so maybe that was the issue so so when i was in college all my entire social life surrounded the fraternity i was in which was a co-ed business fraternity where i was the only black guy so right. every, all the parties i went to i was the, the only social... black person in it i was in the same co-ed you business gotta, fraternity right. you gotta time. drop your picture in here you gotta drop that picture in at this point <laughs> i was the only black person as well in right. that co-ed business fraternity right but you had black friends outside of that obviously mm-hmm. and so i didn't have black friends outside somehow of that. i managed even and though i wasn't hanging out at the quad which jd always teases me and ribs me about right so and not just me other people that knew her from and the so, yeah. and, teased her about and then so when i you know, by the time I graduated, you know, the girlfriend I was dating at the time was white, so I wasn't checking for anybody outside of her. Then I started dating the other person that you two know very well, who I dated for yep. almost eight years. She was yep. Indian, and so I was dating her for eight some years. So I wasn't checking for you know I was you no know, when I was with someone I was with that person, right? So, um, and then I met my wife who was white for 17 years so in answer to your question that's why it's like i never so when i did enter the dating world again i made a point to look for right. specifically look for black women like to go yeah, to yeah. dating sites but yeah and, and the, you know one of the women i met who i made good friends with we joke how like we found each other on this black site and i'm not gonna lie it was the jankiest dating site <laughs> Like, yeah. You said that. You told us that. We yeah. both, and it's probably I'm not like surprised. it's probably the most popular dating site for specifically geared towards black people. And we were both like, one, we were surprised we even found each other. <laughs> Two, we were both like, why, why? Yeah. Like the design was <laughs> right. just yes. so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I'm just gonna say it was just ghetto. It was just. I feel That's like not surprising. There are, was, you know. but then I also say to. Um, I guess in a slight defense of Ron too, I also get the feeling or the impression that I think a lot of sisters probably weren't checking for you. Like, they, oh, yeah, like a lot of times they feel like you're, Oh, this dude's dorky. He's a nerd. He's, He's a, you nerdy, know, yeah. I mean, I just think that vibe and like, they don't get a chance to know you. So right. they would just write you off or dismiss you. Listen as what? Like you say, your, your cousin used to call you Kermit. You had a Kermit the Frog voice. <laughs> right. or whatever. You know what I'm just saying? Like that. I'm sure like sisters, like in college yeah. and high school, no. whatever, that would be there. That would be the, oh, this dude's he's a dork. He's a weird right. nerd. And and if there's a spectrum, I'm not saying there's not black nerd women that like mm. nerdy type stuff, or whatever. There's a whole big spectrum. But I would say on that spectrum, sisters are way on the other end. Like usually sure. they're not at the comic cons, they're not in the comic books, they're not into those you know. Oh, there's a good share. I mean, there's a, one of the most popular nerdy sites is a black 
girl. I know. Nerds, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to say. He's just saying. I'm like, saying though, yeah, if I so, got yeah. the whole world together, True. they would still be a little niche of yeah. sisters. Most sisters are not like that. Well, I told so, you there was that one woman I met, and I think but, I showed you all a photo. Of yeah, her. like she was like. Uh, yeah. There was one one person you said who's like had dated like some rappers or something. Yeah, she like, like dated. Super, she was like yeah. as dark as me, gorgeous. Yeah. I think she had done modeling. I was shocked. She went. We went out a couple times. Um, I think you were too shocked. You think what? I think you were too shocked. I was too shocked. Like yeah, also like you were too or, or like intimidated. You discounted. I was yourself. very. I was very much intimidated because yeah. I couldn't understand. I yeah. It didn't. Okay, like it wasn't roll with it. The, the the math wasn't right because because I I also did meet. Like that woman I, I told you about, she, you know, the, um, she, when I met on the black site, she's not as nerdy as me, but you know, she went to Stanford. She was accused of talking white and right. Yeah, right. Yeah. And you know, she had got and listen, there's a lot of people like that, you know, men and right. women that are black so, uh, and they, it just, made sense they just why... have a harder time to connect because you know, they're, they're right. the exception more than the rule in the black community. So it's right. like, you know, they don't, so really... it made, it made sense that I connect with her. This other woman that. You know who had dated the rapper or whatever. That was, that was odd to me. But um, and then, but when I, I think maybe she I was tried looking to, for somebody who yeah, knew, like was like, legit and like was thinking. I think yeah, she probably tired you know, of dealing with trifling brothers and like yeah, I'm trying to find a brother that's you know about something. But then I tried to set up, you know, a third and fourth date, and she was always too busy, whatever. So never. Yeah. She's like, man, this dude's a nerd. He's corny. This brother's corny. <laughs> Sound like Kermit the Frog. In that last segment, I reference one of the sisters I met when I re-entered the dating world. Her name is Dawn. After our first date, we decided to keep it on a friendship tip, and we've remained friends since. So I thought it would be fun to get her take on this topic. How are you introducing me? How do you want me to introduce you? I don't know. Go ahead. Well, we will probably transition out of the conversation where I brought you up and say, now here's the person I was just talking about. Something like that. Okay. Um, talked about that. Dr. Professor will do. Mistress Dr. <laughs> Professor. <laughs> Sounds good. When I texted her about the wedding, her response was, I heard about Mr. Ellis's nuptials. Disappointed. But maybe she's a woke Karen. Smiley face, emoji, laughing face. I hope she enjoys her mandingo. <laughs> oh, man. All right, here's my conversation with Don. First of all, why are you assuming she's a Karen? I, I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. You're I just said joking. Woke Karen, so I'm, I'm okay. giving her some credit. Again, I, I don't know her life. I don't know her. I don't even know him. Yeah. But so, you know, they may be kindred spirits from lifetimes ago. Whatever, whatever, and that's great. So mm -hmm. I'm. I can't speak on them specifically but i was just being honest i was a little yeah, disappointed yeah, no. when i heard that yeah, I, yeah when i heard that she was white i was like oh you know a little piece of me sank so now why is that do you think i i know why that is i i it's because and i get it i i didn't grow up quite as white as you did but <laughs> i've had I mean, I did know what online means, and I did oh know what gosh. crabs in the barrel. Oh, please. And that was funny. That was funny. And if <laughs> if JD and Yolanda ever hear these words coming from my mouth, 
you guys, that was the most hilarious thing. Uh, the, the crabs in the barrel and the on light. That I, they're they're. They will appreciate. Hilarious. They will appreciate you for it, that. I'm sure. Hilarious. Um, but so, I mean, I grew up in predominantly white high schools. There were ten black people in my graduating class of mm -hmm. 370 something people in Alameda, California, mm -hmm. and. Uh, you know, I went to college at a predominantly white institution and have grown up, you know, in white spaces and white places and felt comfortable in those places. I have dated white men. Um, and it's I, I I understand. I get it. But in this day, mm -hmm. in this time, in my life right now, I am more appreciative of the similarities Um mm. I always, I'm, I, it doesn't sound right coming out of my mouth, but occasionally I'll, I'll let slip a nigga, you mm -hmm. know, and you can't do that. If I have a white partner, you better not say that to me. Like we're going to have problems. Yeah. If you have a black partner, little things like that, little things like, does anybody know who, who did anybody know who Janet Jackson was when she was Penny on good times? I did. Has anyone... I did. Okay, we'll give you. A I write about it in was, my book. I, I was about to say, has any white person uh -huh. ever watched Good Times? Right. Do white people watch Good Times? I mean, we've That's watched their question. shows. Yeah. They watched the Cosby Show, and that was, you know, all the rage. But before yes. the Cosby Show, did, did did white people watch? Um, you know, the Jeffersons, Good Times, Sanford and Son, Sanford maybe and Sanford and Son. Yeah. Um, those are staples for us. So little things like that, the commonalities, the, the, the experiences that we have as black people. So, you know, when I say, oh, I went to the store and somebody was following me around, like a white person's going to be like, oh, they were waiting to help you. No, <laughs> that's not why they were following. Yeah. You yeah. know? It's interesting you say that because um, a couple episodes ago, Yolanda said some shared something similar i forgot what we were talking about but she talked about like one of the things that she loves about her relationship with jd is that they just see eye to eye on so many different things like they just really connect and she really loves that about their relationship and that sounds very similar to what you're saying one of the things i asked her when we were talking about this is because i know you're in a relationship now does it still bother you though if you see a black man with a white woman, if you're already like you already have a relationship, so why do you care? Like, why does it affect you? I want to, wait, I want to know your answers it, to it. Um, short answer is it doesn't. Mm -hmm. The long answer is, um, I think that we, the black community, as a whole mm -hmm. across the world, across the nation, is fractured, mm. and so she might be down, she might be woke, she might be an ally, the biggest ally, and that's great. I And I personally have nothing against that particular person that I see, mm -hmm. but just in the figurative sense, mm -hmm. my preference is, and um, I, I, I think, I mean, honestly, I think everyone should do it. I think you should date outside of your race mm -hmm. to know what it's like. You can't honestly, and that's why I feel like I can honestly speak on this. It's about being able to feel like your authentic self. So mm. I go to work, I work with really cool people, right? Mm. But as cool as they are, even when we go out to happy hour, I'm still not my full authentic self. Mm. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to even 
you know, do my pretend ghetto because I'm not, I'm not ghetto and it just right. all my friends are like, don't do that. It doesn't. <laughs> I'm not even going to do that with them. You know, only with right. my really friends with whom I am most comfortable right. can I do that sort of thing. But it's just about, like I said, being my feeling like I can be my authentic self. And I know what that feels like because I've dated white people, because mm-hmm. I live with white people, because I work with white people. Right. And it's not that I'm not comfortable because it's their world. So, mm-hmm. but when I'm with my friends, my people, my person, I can be 100% me. Since, and then of course there's, there's a thing when, and just for the sake of generalizing, I'm going to say that I'm sure this is not the case all the time. And mm-hmm. I don't know if you heard this, but um, I don't know who first told me this, mm-hmm. maybe my mother, but when you see a black man with a white woman, she's just white. Like she's, she's just a white woman. Sometimes they're just as opposed, shape, to as opposed to when you see a white man with a black woman, she's a shit. Like mm. she's educated. She's, poised maybe she's bougie um i don't know it, it's and again so, that's not always the case but a lot of times i sometimes I'm like oh, so that's it white. that's an interesting <laughs> that's an interesting segue to another question i'm going to ask which is okay. and i brought this have you up. ever heard that though i've heard something similar and i think it's related to this question i'm going to ask you now because i asked okay. Judy and yolanda i'm curious what you think do you think so? You know, obviously he got blowback on Black Twitter. That's what started the whole conversation between GD Yolanda and I, reading one of the tweets. But the question was, and I posed this: was do you think the blowback would have been as big as it was if she were unattractive? If she were like an ugly white woman. Or a woman who's who, or a woman who falls way out of what's considered traditionally beautiful, because you know she's a model and all this. Of course she is. Yeah. Um, and I, I have not seen her picture, so I oh, don't okay. know. Um, yeah, she's a model. I, 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 yes, of course, of course. So, so said a, a we're, of course. Why a, did you say that? we're talking about his wife because she's white. Like mm-hmm. a, b, if she was not attractive, psh, of course, black Twitter. I'm not even on Twitter, but I, Twitter, but. I can imagine. I know my people. I know my people. Yolanda said the same thing. Let's go back and finish off my conversation with JD and Yolanda. So I guess the answer to the question is, the original question being like, is the, the amount of hurt or pain that black women feel when they see a black man with a white woman, is it, is it still the same as it used to be? For you personally, the answer is yes. I think it's a root cellular psyche level type thing. That is just like a visceral, like I said, it's like a visceral visceral. reaction. Yeah, almost like biological. Yeah. Yeah, but here's an example. I think about, um, oh, Jungle Fever. Mm -hmm. Like when Jungle Fever came out, I think the reason why that movie was so provocative was because the tabooness of a black man dating a white woman, particularly an Italian woman in right. New York, 
you know, and stepped out. And he like, stepped yeah, out on his wife. And the neighborhood, <laughs> in the neighborhood and, that they were yeah. in. At the, right. yeah. yeah. So that was a big deal. You couldn't yeah, walk down that. that. You, yeah. you, you know, I don't. Long <laughs> in, today's, yeah. in today's day and age, though, I don't know that a movie like that would be that provocative. Mm, it wouldn't be as provocative. No. But. Yeah, I mean, things have and changed You have to remember, lot, like, yeah. Yolanda made a great point. Like, it was, uh, because I'm not, I, I've only been to New York a couple times, but I know there's, like, places where it's, like, Italians, you know, mm-hmm. and how her, her brothers were, like, oh, you better not be, you know, you know when right. they found out, they went nuts. And it's, like, that, you know, that was really something back then. And it's still, I know there's pockets where it is like that. So, if you right. can find another area where it's notoriously, you know, if you go to Vider, or Texas, you know, where it's like, you know, known for a strong clan people. Whatever. I don't even know if it's like that. I'm just tr- picking right. something out, out of my butt. But right. it's like, you know, I'm just saying, pulling something out of my ass. But it's like, if there was some location where it's like there's, it was segregated or, or is segregated and you have, you know, uh, 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 you have these attitudes, these racist attitudes, then it might be relevant. You know, if you kind of paint the picture, this is that world. Because even then, I mean, we're we're out here in L.A. and hippy dippy, yeah. free. Let your freak flag fly. You right. know, and it's like, it it you know it it's. I think it's a uh, listen. There's racism everywhere, and you you catch the stairs and whatnot. But I just felt like what Spike created with Jungle Fever was like he put you in that neighborhood where it's like right. there's there's a demarcation line and, and <laughs> socially and physically that you don't cross. Well, I want to throw this at you, Ron's, uh-huh. because. What what's your response to this blowback? Because it's major blowback. Well, let me start one thing. I'll come back. Yeah, yeah. yeah he got. I haven't been he, fun. It was. Did huge, he respond? Did he like? No. no. But he, had he turned to, off he, his comments. He turned on Instagram. off his comments, and then everybody started commenting on the fact that he turned <laughs> off his comments. That became a whole story on itself. Man, that he God turned bless off his that brother. Comments. I feel sorry. And it's like, like terrible it's because ridiculous. it's like it's he's totally trying to ridiculous. enjoy his wedding, right. and. You know, all this stuff. But they had this huge spread in Vogue and like, oh, wow. it's like a whole thing. Anyway. Wow. One person made a comment. Why turn off your comments? Like, just if you because don't want people commenting, don't post the photo. Well, that's uh, that's a valid comment. Yeah. That's a valid comment. That, that's but, a, but another sister put it. She posted because um, he knew. He, he knew. He turned it off. <laughs> Because he knew yes. it was coming. Well, he but, knew. He but, knew. Yeah, he knew. But 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 it raises the validity of the question: Why post in the first place? Because something that I said, and people that I talked to, is there was no question, zero. There was zero question, zero speculation zero guesswork, zero anything that this was going to come down the pike <laughs> with this post. Like yeah. it, there were, you could have, I would have bet my life savings. Oh, for sure. And made a bunch of money that this was going to be the response, particularly for him. Yep. And I think part of that is tied to the show that he was on. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but what I want to ask you, Ron is what's your take on it? Because you're a black man who mm-hmm. uh, a, uh, has a a um, history and background of 
being in relationships with non-black women and having married a white woman. Mm-hmm. So, seeing like what do, what do, what what are your thoughts? What are your take on like what everybody's saying about this? Um, part of me feels like I feel like you like. I'm happy for him. I hope he's happy. My cynicism comes more of the fact of how attractive she is, not the fact that she's white, but the fact that, you know, they've been dating for seven years, you know, is a thing. Um, for obvious reasons, it doesn't hit me the same way that it hits other people. I mean, even, even if I had dated black women, you know, exclusively, it wouldn't hit me the same way it hits like you as a black woman for obvious reasons. But mm-hmm. given the background that I have, it hits me even less. Um, so I, like, I'm in a sense of trying to, uh, wanting to understand, like, does it still fall on black women the same now? And even, like, in my current situation, you know, dating the person I'm dating who's Chinese, and I remember thinking, okay, at what point do I want to admit on the show that my current girlfriend is not black? And you've uh, said it on the show before. No, I have. But yeah, I consciously was thinking about, OK, when do I feel comfortable bringing it up on the show? Not that I would feel uncomfortable, but like I wanted the timing of it to make sense. Right. Right. When I did it. Um, and uh, and one of the things I talk about, I think on the episode where I did bring it up was, you know, when I when I met Virginia, I wasn't. I wasn't, I was dating different women, white, yeah. Asian, yeah. but not black. Mm-hmm. And I literally was not looking for someone and you can't hope who you fall for. And I just happened to fall for someone who was Chinese this time. So, but, yeah. um, I, there is a part of me I where I do genuinely, and baby, if you're listening, this is not anything against you, but there's a part of me that still feels like a loss that I've never been in a serious relationship with a black woman. Well, I was going to say, actually, I kind of like that because I feel like, let me clarify. I like that you will continue to pursue the people that you like. And I think me knowing you, mm-hmm. and maybe it has to do with conditioning or not, but mm. There are, there's a certain quote, quote type that you like. Everybody mm-hmm. has a type. Everybody has a type. No matter mm-hmm. who you are, you have a type that you're mm-hmm. attracted to. And I think you have a type and I think the person that you're with fits that type. And I think, you know, whatever, various people that you've been with have a type, have checked right. certain boxes in the type and however that type got formulated And so I am appreciative of the fact that you recognize and honor what you like. Right. And part of uh, my being, uh, you know, getting over my visceral response about Jay Ellis is to understand that people you know, like what they like right. <laughs> and they should be, have the freedom to pursue that. And so, um, I feel like for you and knowing you, 
uh, there are certainly black women out there who could fit that type, but it's, I, I feel like it's kind of specific Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's slightly atypical of black women. I feel like there's probably a good number of black women out there who fit that type, but not enough that would necessarily that you would come across mm-hmm. in your circles, whether it be professional, personal, whatever. But there might be a larger number of other people who are non-black that you might come across. And that's how you have, you know, ended up with non-black right. partners. I know for a fact there have been members in your clique who have dated white women. For sure. Oh, yeah. What kind of conversations were had, if you feel comfortable sharing? Obviously, if you don't. It's, you don't similar, it's similar to this. It's what? I mean, but, but it's a conversation. Is, it's a conversation. Of it's like, always a uh, conversation. It's always, it's, it's balance. It's, a, it's an exploration of like, and we always... Our our thing is, and which goes to this conversation, is we love people, mm-hmm. and we are we have an open door to people, and especially for all of the people that we love, yourself included, yeah. and other people included, and we're always going to welcome people that we love and people that they love. And it goes back to the biological thing or the innate. Thing that Yolanda, that feeling you get, because like when I, like for me, you didn't ask me, but it was like when I see a brother with a white mm-hmm. woman. Yeah, what do you think? I always, I always have a my, my, um, I always defer to like you know, love is love. People should be able to love who they want, especially in this time where everybody's always screaming about treat being treated equal and equality, and it, and people wanting to march and this and that, whatever. So like, okay, well, what are we doing, people? You know, if you know, we're gonna rip this guy apart because he had a wedding. He married a, a white woman. You know, in my mind, it's like these people are just idiots. You know, but right. but on the flip side, being honest, like Yolanda, whenever I see a brother with a white woman, a flag pops up. Mm. Just I, I, my Geiger counter goes off because mm-hmm. I, I just want to see. Because sometimes there are times you 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 can just suss out like, oh, this brother's just with her because she's white. Like what, like mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm like, oh, what could they possibly have in common? You know, mm-hmm. it's like, I came from the hood, da, 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 you know, cause we all, we have a running joke. Whenever we see skilled players in football, it's that nine times out of 10, they got a white girl and it's like, wow, man, these brothers came up and sisters knew the, the struggle and everything these guys come up. And then it, it just, it, it's just funny to us. We always like laugh and wink at each other right. when we look watching cause we're big football fans. And so we'll be seeing, you know, cats that are, you know, you think, oh, man, this is a thug brother from whatever. <laughs> he rolls up with Betty Sue. And it's like, wow, okay, okay. <laughs> it's just funny to us. And, again, I don't know the people, so I can't judge. I'm not saying. But sure. you just kind of get that spidey sense. Like, hmm, mm-hmm. really? What do they really have in common? Hmm, okay. You know, so it's just always curious. You know, it always strikes me as, like, curious when I see that. And because it's so prevalent. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? It's like, but then you got brothers that are married to sisters in the football league too or whatever. And I don't know what the ratio breaks down. I haven't done any official studies or whatever. But it almost never seems to fail. When we they interview somebody, it's a new cat on town, new cat in town or whatever, boom. They they roll, oh, they got a two hundred million dollar contract and boom, who who's on their arm? It's not a sister. And so you're just like, hmm. It just and so I always had that flag, like just 
something that always just triggers. But then, like, when we get to know people, it's, oh, I see how they match. I see, like, what, what drew this person. First of all, the people are beautiful. You know, there's just mm-hmm. young, beautiful people that were around, and they're attracted to each other. And then they have a great spirit. And that's all that really matters. That's all that really counts. Mm-hmm. But sometimes well, it also goes to your 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 the things that you wrote in your book and mm. because even in that case just listening to JD talk about that of like oh what do you have in common I think people have more stuff in common than they realize no matter where they came from Absolutely mm-hmm. but who is in the room that you're in to be able to have the conversation to determine Mm-hmm. If you have something in common and the mm-hmm. problem is that black women are never going to be in those rooms to have those conversations to say, oh, da, 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 and let, you know, I don't know. I don't, I, well, no, 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 push back I'm that. talking about like, you know, it, there's there's a culture of celebrity and sports and whatever and people who mm-hmm. the groupies and and music and all those things and groupies and whatever that's that's separate but what i'm saying is there are people who might have access to be in a situation to have a mm-hmm. conversation with somebody who's a guy who now finds himself in a different station in life because he has a particular talent that is uber marketable. Mm -hmm. And so now he's in this place where he can earn this great income and he can do something different. And maybe there's his equal person who's a black female who grew up in that same hood, who has the same, you know, maybe she has some talent or intellect or whatever. Maybe she designs something. Maybe she designs clothes. Maybe she designs hair. Maybe she's whatever. Maybe she's a lawyer. But no one's going to come and find her and put her in that same room where she's going to have the opportunity to have that conversation or to be in a thing to where they say, oh, we have things in common. And I, she's, it's a thing about access. We've talked about this in our podcast and we've talked about anything. It's like, I don't have access to these people. And Mm -hmm. so I'm never going to be in a position to attract this guy who's making it and getting, you know, elevating us and getting to a place of wealth and elevating myself and elevating the race and all those things, because, you know, I, I'm not invited to that. Have you seen Eddie Murphy's current wife? Yes. He has a wife? He got married? Or a girl? I don't know Partner if they're married. Or whatever. Yeah, I oh. think they're they partners. might be married, though. I think they... There's a white lady? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's very and young. She's younger she's... and Barbie and... Yeah. Yeah, she's oh. blonde. Why, big tits. Eddie? Why? But see, you're saying that, but I mean, to your point, though, Yolanda, he... She might be in the rooms with you know it's Eddie Murphy. He's not the average. I know, but Eddie's not hood. What he's is not he, like you know he's. In, but what is he finding in that relationship? Maybe peace of mind. She, I don't know. Maybe it's just like peace of mind. Have you, have you, really have have you seen her? No, I'm just. Have you seen her? I have seen her. I have yeah. seen her. I've seen her. Just Google her. Yeah, Google, Google page real quick. Her. Do it now. You'd be like. I you know. think that what's the point is not. You'll. I mean, when you see her, you'll know. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> She's forty-three. He's sixty-one. She's big tits, blonde. Right. She's a model. Yeah. I mean, it's true love. 
It's true. true love. But Have I'm you saying, seen Dr. But, Dre's but see, wife? I mean, but that's us being bigoted, though, too. I mean, because the thing I'm not is, being bigoted. But it's not. It's, it's, just, there's all some I'm things, saying is we don't evidentiary know. Eddie got black traits. kids. Eddie has black kids. He's had a black wife. It's not. I'm just saying. A light-skinned black wife, yes. Oh, oh now we get into skinism. Now we get okay. You, you high yelling yourself. And now I am. And now you're into all kind of shades of gray. I am. Skin color. Okay. Okay. Because light skinned light skinned black women like mm-hmm. myself have been exalted as the oh this is the the desirable people if you're not gonna actually go all the way right. to having a white person. I think the fact that he was on Insecure and it was Issa yeah. and all of that really heightened the controversy behind the blowback on his social. I would agree. Because yeah. Insecure was so deeply seated in LA black culture and the and the lead main character was a black woman trying to figure herself out and the first season was their breakup. Right. Because, you know, about like, what are we doing? What's our relationship? She cheated on him, all these things. And the, over the course of the five seasons, it was about their relationship and the, you know, the primary character being this lead black woman. They finally get together at the end. And all throughout, other than the instance you guys quoted of him having this threesome, you know, he's all about the black women. Mm-hmm. So, or finding once, love. You know, the thing is, like, once he in real life got married to a white woman, all the black people were like, "What?" <laughs> I feel like we're schizophrenic. A lot of times, the the racism and the teams, the the cliques and the the the, the groups that we have to associate with make us schizophrenic. Because half the time, all the liberal people are screaming about equality or whatever, and then when someone does get in, you know, in a mixed relationship. All the, the the lip smacking and eye rolling and, and you know uh, side eye comes out because oh you didn't get with a sister how how dare you or you didn't get with the brother or you didn't get X Y and Z you know you, you know we start trying to wedge people into these corners where they should be where we think they should be it's like we don't, I don't know this woman I don't know who he is they could you know she could be the mo- one of the most downest white girls you ever know or whatever and very you know into you know equality and and represent for people you, you just never know so you know. But I mean, we, it's funny. And then and Twitter is the worst thing. Twitter is like. It's unfortunate for him because, I mean, that show and his insecure and mm-hmm. his role in it positioned him specifically <laughs> to need yeah, to. Yeah. Uh, he needed his. The people, people will put your fictional work onto your person. Absolutely. And so. He of anybody needed to exalt the black woman, and here he is marrying right. a white woman. He needed so a that Michelle was, Obama. Basically, that was unacceptable. Or else it was unacceptable. Yeah, yeah right. it was unacceptable, <laughs> which is too bad. I hazard a guess that the Starship Enterprise will be making its maiden voyage before we ever get to a time when the sight of a black man partnered with a white woman won't ignite any kind of visceral reaction in black women. 
Frankly and sadly, I believe this broken dynamic within our community is another remnant of historic white supremacy ideology and white media's influence on culture. So I would like to contribute this reminder to all the sisters out there. A short excerpt from my book. The Viola Davis character is delivering a monologue to me after my confession, and she says this. Viola, listen closely to what I'm about to tell you, and make sure it sinks real deep. Me. Okay. Viola, the black woman is the mother of the human race. We were queens of nations when Europeans were still living in caves. We've conquered kingdoms. We've wooed men pale and dark. White women secretly want to be us. Black men fear us. White men use rape and fear to keep us down. Yet, in the beautiful and immoral words of our dear mother Maya, still we rise. We're the glue for communities. We're the force that empowers and emboldens political parties. We are the fathers when our children are fatherless. We breastfed, care for, and raise generations of little black and white babies. Our blood runs through the veins of every man, woman, and child on this planet. We are the yin and yang of human existence. We are the greatest women in the Bible, and we are the face of the new sexy. There is nothing you can say, nothing you can do, and nothing you can keep from us that will prevent us from being what we have always been from the dawn of woman, strength personified. And while it's sad and hurts my heart that so many good men of any color don't see us as being quote unquote worth the effort, frankly, in a lot of ways, it's sadder for you. Because at the end of the day, I say you're the one who missed out. And with regard to your confession, while I admire your concern over the well-being of the African, African-American, African-European, African-Hispanic, or Afro-Asian woman, rest your little heart and put your small mind at rest. Despite the brothers too stupid, too ignorant, or too lazy to seek us out, we're still going to be right as rain. The Dungeons and Durex podcast is a production of Blade Runner Media and Bonnie and Clyde Productions. This episode was written, produced, and edited by yours truly, Ron Dawson. There's something about you, something about you. You know I crave your touch, but we don't need to rush. Special thanks to my black BFFs and podcast peeps, JD and Yolanda Cochran. No relation to Johnny. Music used in the show is licensed from Artlist as well as Creative Commons songs from freemusicarchive.org. All the television, film, podcasts, and YouTube clips are copyrighted to their respective parties and used for education, critique, commentary, or satire. Check out our podcast page for our statement on fair use. If you like the show, do all the podcasty things, you know, rate, review, share with your friends and family. Let us know what you think of this topic. Shoot us an email at podcast at dungeonsanddurags.com. You can even leave us a voicemail message on our website at dungeonsanddurags.com slash podcast. If you leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts with your thoughts and stories, we just may read it on the show. All of my social media is now simply at BlurredRunner. That's on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. I'm doing some really cool videos over there on TikTok. I think you should go check them out. I write about race, religion, creative arts, and business on Medium at rondawson.medium.com. You can follow JD on Twitter and Instagram at that JD Cochran. 
And Yolanda is on Twitter at Rat in a Wheel with all the words separated by underscores. That's it for now, folks. Stay safe out there. And remember, having white privilege is not bad. Denying it is. And in the absence of biblical certainty, choose love. Until next time. During our discussion, I asked J.D. and Yolanda, as well as Don, what kind of reception they thought Obama would have had if Michelle had been a blonde white woman. First, we'll hear J.D. and Yolanda's response. Then we'll jump over to Don's response. Enjoy. Well, I'm glad you you brought up Obama, because one question I was gonna, I was just about to ask is, how do you think his reception by the black community would have been if Michelle had been a blonde a blonde white woman? He would not have been elected. Period. <laughs> really? If he was, the, if he so? was the exact no, same. No. Nope. Nope. Think about would... what you just asked me. I don't know. Think about what you just asked me. Mm-hmm. Do you know? We've had this conversation. The most reliable voting block for the Democratic Party black is black women. If this man showed up with some white woman. Mm-mm. What if you showed up with Tina Marie? What they, if you showed up with Tina Marie? She would have to sing herself hey, a good I'm just saying, riff. if you showed up with a down-ass nope. white woman, he, I think he could have got elected. No, it wouldn't have happened. He ain't rolling up with Jenny Thomas. No, I'm just and saying, don't forget... Don't forget, he was running against Hillary at the time, mm-hmm. and there were a lot. And I don't know what oh, happened. I don't know what happened point. to all these white women <laughs> who were so pissed off that Barack Obama won the nomination against mm-hmm. Hillary in two thousand six, seven. I don't know what happened to all those ladies, all those white ladies who were mad. But he was running against Hillary Clinton. And she would have won that nomination and he would have not had the support of black women who worked and supported and were the backbone and all of that to get him to that nomination. I'm telling you, he wouldn't have gotten it. Here's where I may disagree. Here's where I may disagree with you. I really think it depends on who the woman would have been. Because if he was the exact same person that he is he did all the work that he did in the black community that he did before you understand the ire of black women no he would want it just depends and I, who, I think, who would who would have been the white woman that he would have been with i don't know it could that have been would, that a law partner been cool with a law partner who herself did a lot of work in inner city communities those black women would have thrown their support behind hillary rodham clinton D- look, I think that you don't been true, yeah. don't question me. I'm a black woman. I know. I, but you just said earlier you women, can't speak for all black women. Those, right. You no. just said that. Now she's speaking for all <laughs> black women. But those black women, because mm. inherently mm. he had to he had to pull the black women mm-hmm. that Hillary inherently had from her support. And if he had had a white wife. Mm-hmm. That wouldn't. They would have thrown their support behind Hillary Clinton. The Clintons were still 
Because it was royalty. Close. It was close. It would have tipped. It was close, and they were still royalty, and they would have mm-hmm. been all kinds of people were throwing all kinds of questions at Barack and was he legit? Right. Is he American? Is he a Democrat? Is he really black? Is, is all this stuff? Is he a Muslim? <laughs> right. It's all kind of nonsense. <laughs> if he had had a white wife, he would. There were black people who said he wasn't black. Or black enough. Mm-hmm. Black enough. If he had had a white wife, mm-mm. no, he wouldn't mm. have been black enough. Yeah, you make a strong argument. Make a strong argument. Guy, yeah, I've always wondered. I would be curious to find out. Michelle validated him in that by a lot because she's very black. Yeah. Yes. yes. Chicago. Right. Sister. She's chocolate. Chocolate, she ain't no fine, light. She not queen. no light yeah. skin mm-hmm. black woman. All right, perfect. what she is, is all married? You couldn't craft a more perfect yes. Yes. woman for it to be his partner. Exactly. Than Michelle Obama. What if she was like a biracial light skinned black woman? Would that? Have I think it? he would have been fine. If he, if she, if she was biracial and she was light skinned, people would have been fine with that. But mm. the fact that she was chocolate, mm hmm. That mm-hmm. he he yeah. got he got added points. That, yeah, I can see that. What kind of reception do you think Obama would have had had Michelle been a blonde white woman? Ugh, I don't know that he would have been president. Well, you and Yolanda have like the same brain. <laughs> like she immediately <laughs> said, "Oh, he wouldn't have been elected." Why I don't do you think say black that? people would have been as for him. Mm. You know, like, ah, oh, yes, mm-hmm. black president, because technically, what is he half or he's yeah, he's half black, right. whatever, whatever, right. um, whatever that means. A drop of black blood is, it <laughs> makes you black. So right. we all know that. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know that black people would have supported him as much if his wife were white. Like, we would have just been like, oh, one of those brothers mm. kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, I think. I think I, I'm in agreement with both of you there with regards to that. I mean, one thing that I said is ultimately it would depend on who the woman was. Like, depending on who the woman was, it's possible. I mean, it's too hard to generalize and say no for sure. But like JD said, like, what if it was like, what if it was Tina Marie who rest in peace? I think she passed away. But oh, God. You would have to be. I mean, she had a good voice, but was she? Did she, was she grow up? Grow up, quote unquote, black. I don't know. Other than she sounding, down. yeah, um, yeah. I know it's it's uh, interesting. And they said it kind of doesn't matter. I mean, what do you mean it doesn't it, matter? If the if if someone is going to be is vying for the presidency of the United States, I mm-hmm. would think. Okay, how old was he? Forty seven. Something like that. Again, yeah. going back to this authenticity of self Mm -hmm. this Mm self-actualized um i would want someone in that position you know he's going to be the leader of the free world to have gone through a personal evolution so Mm -hmm. obviously he is a community organizer he was a senator he did all of these had all of these professional accomplishments right to me they mean less i won't say nothing mm-hmm. if you are not mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe i'm making this up a self-actualized black person mm-hmm. 
You so, are a self-actualized black person. Mm-hmm. You have come around to your blackness. Yes. Still working on it, some would say. <laughs> yes. In progress. In, in progress. progress. But, you know, we, we can give you a temporary black card. I appreciate that. Um, <laughs> so, so this is an interesting thing because this is something I actually address in my book. So does that mean black people only voted for him because he was black? I, I would say probably a lot did mm-hmm. just cause like, Ooh, finally, do we get something? Mm-hmm. And you know, so many people were disappointed in what he did and did not accomplish. Right. We thought, I mean, did, did we really think, <laughs> mm-hmm. did we really think that this, they would, they would let this black man sit in the Oval Office and do whatever he wanted? Right. No. No, Mitch McConnell. And Mitch sure, McConnell right? made yeah. sure that exactly, sure. exactly. So, and I, I think you know people who are disappointed with him. I, I don't know their stories, but do they have they forgotten what pushback he got when mm-hmm. he tried to do anything? He tried to pick up a pink pin, and people are like, "Oh no, this can't." He wore what the wrong color pants? I know suit. He wore a toque suit. suit. Oh, the entire suit. Yes. He wore, he wore the wrong color he suit fly, and though, everybody was suit. all up in arms. He, of course. He they were just jealous. Yeah. Haters. Yeah. All right. Here's the last question I have for you. Do you think, so we also talked about the movie Jungle Fever, obviously. It's like probably the preeminent <laughs> movie about interracial relationships. Uh, it came out 30 years ago or something like that. <laughs> Do you think interracial relationships now when portrayed in film or TV or as a big deal or as big a deal now as they were back then? My off the hip answer would be no. Right. I feel like it's more, excuse me, more common, more accepted. We have Mm -hmm. what commercials on TV. Oh my gosh. Some ambiguous looking, very curly haired, (laughs) probably biracial. (laughs) Every commercial on TV. You know, white husband. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> a very similarly ambiguous, tightly curled, light brown, sandy brown, you know, curled yes. child. Yes. Uh, with it, you know, in the family setting. Uh, I saw, I saw a commercial yesterday. What was it for? Oh no, it was um, this online learning, this uh, online teaching program that I'm I'm working with. Um, there was an Asian man, and then there was a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, they kept going. There was even an Asian family. I'm like, what? Asian people have families? Like, they never see this stuff. <laughs> right. So, I mean, to to that degree, it's it's more. They're more visible. Right. So I think you know it's less of a big deal, but also you know look at where we live. So you know you see a bi uh, an interracial couple in. I hate this word, but the flyover states, the Midwest. Mm-hmm. I don't know how people. Yeah, that's a good point. There. Yeah, because JD brought up that point too. He says, you know, we live in hippy dippy LA, and so what may seem normal to us, crunch. <laughs> right? Yeah, Northwest. Yes. Right. Other, you go east enough in Washington, you might as well be in a flyover state. Yeah. 